What is happening, everybody? It is Cooper. Welcome to Cooperville Podcast is proudly brought to you by my friends over at Midwest Meals. Check out MidwestMeals.com. I've been enjoying these for several days now. What did we have last night? We had garlic chicken, then I had like an Angus burger. Healthy meals, ready to eat, in the microwave, boom, and done. And they got all the important information right there. If you're counting your protein, if you're counting your calories, if you're counting your carbs, if you're counting your macros, all that stuff is right there on the package. Go to MidwestMeals.com, check out their vast inventory of rotating meals, create your own, and at checkout, use the promo code COOPER and receive 10% off your initial order. So first-time buyers, 10% off that first order. The podcast is also brought to you by Monster Energy. Had the Monster monster truck in my driveway the other day. The most disappointed person in the world was my son, who I showed pictures to after he got home from school. I'm like, guess what was at our house today? He'll get over it. It's fine. Ultra Sunrise, that's how I start my day. Monster Hydro, that's how you stay hydrated. Keep your energy. Keep your concentration. Find it at a store near you. And of course, follow Monster Energy on all their social profiles. And last, but most certainly not least, Violent Gentleman Hockey Club, violentgentleman.com. Check out their website of awesome clothing. It's getting to be hoodie season, and man, their, their hoodies are just, they're the best. If you like your clothing with a little bit of attitude, Violent Gentleman is the place for you to shop online, violentgentleman.com. Really stoked for this week's episode of the podcast. My longtime friend, haven't had a chance to catch up with him in almost a decade, it seems like. Maybe here and there on social media, but it's been a minute. Entrepreneur, fitness trainer, personal development trainer, the dude just does it all. I don't even hold the fact that he's a Dallas Cowboys fan against him. I will let you know this. We drop a lot of hard truth in this episode of the podcast. Jimmy Hayes Nelson, my guest on the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. It starts right now. Welcome to Cooperville. Do you know what's fun to do in Cooperville? Pack up your shit and get the fuck out. Listen. www.welcometocooperville.com Who the fuck says www anymore? I can't even say it. www. Stop that. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places where cheap podcasts are available. And the local gas station has some. Subscribe. Get updates. Feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. The wife gets upset when we leave rings on the tables. Coach Jimmy. What's up? Jimmy Hayes Nelson, my man, is on the podcast, and I'm excited to have you. Thank you, sir. How are you? I am stoked, man. It's been way too long since you and I have got a chance to chat, so I think that's going to make for a lot of good content because we only have like a you know a decade worth of things to catch up on. Yeah, I mean, I think we can cover 10 years in the next... <laughs> At least six months, I think. Right, we, exactly. We this may be this may be a multi-parter. It really, it's like a, it'll be a series, maybe. <laughs> we could start our own. We could start our own segment and exactly uh, run that. Jimmy Nelson and I, uh, we connected uh, working out. Finally, I got to an age, and and we can talk more about this later on in the podcast. But like throughout my whole entire like twenties, I could eat what I wanted to eat, and like nothing really affected me. You know, right. in early twenties, I could drink what I wanted to drink, and I could eat what I wanted to eat. And the next day could function, and and I noticed that I was like always at a like waistline of thirty two, right? And then like twenty nine hit, and actually I shouldn't say that. I should say twenty seven hit, or you know, twenty eight hit, and my wife got pregnant, and then I noticed that the gene sizes started to escalate a little bit. But uh, Jimmy and I connected because I was when I was noticing that we. Uh, uh, I wanted to reach out for some inspiration. I know you were a huge part of a beach body and you did a lot of stuff with uh, not only the man, the myth, the legend, Sean T, yeah. but the other man, myth and legend, Tony Horton, who, uh, who, who's, who I still use Tony's quotes, like in like random conversations and people right. like, I think, I think they, for me, it was personal development before I knew what personal development was. Yeah. You know, and, and Tony was one of those things. And, and it's funny, you talk about, and we, I don't know, we'll just jump in here yeah. and, and we'll see where this goes with this. But it's so funny because you talk about, hey, you know, 27 happened, 28 happened, 29 happened. And I find that people, 
that I work with on the fitness side, those of you that were blessed with good genes that grew up being able to eat and drink whatever, mm. um, sometimes that's harder yeah. because you grew up creating habits where you didn't, there was no detrimental uh, consequences to your mm. actions because yeah. you're like, oh, I'm, I'm invincible. You know, and for people that don't know me, you know, I, I grew up a, a heavy kid, you know, grew up in West Texas, part of a broken family. And I think part of that, that weight gain, I was like a skinny kid until I was about six. And then somewhere around seven, eight years old, going into first grade, I put on quite a bit of weight. And I really do feel like a lot of that had to do with, uh, you know, the drama that was going on, mm -hmm. feeling a bit pulled between two families and stuff. And, you know, back then, you know, we're talking that, you know, early mid eighties, if I, you know, well, I guess since we're going to talk about age a little later, <laughs> um, you know, there wasn't this childhood obesity epidemic. I right. was the fat kid in class. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, what I found really interesting is as I've continued now, you know, I turned 42 at the end of the year and, and, and in the best shape of my life now is that if I never know what my plateau is, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm capable of, but so many people like yourself or trying to recapture something they had before. Like we all have those buddies that that peaked in high school or maybe at college, and then they spend the rest of their life trying to recapture what they had when they could do whatever they want to. So yeah, absolutely. I think that I think your story is most people's story of, hey, I could do whatever and I didn't have any consequence. And now it's, you know, I'm getting to late 20s, 30s, I'm getting married, I'm having kids. Oh, here comes 40. How do I recapture that youth and that energy? Yeah, that was a big, you know, and I think that that hits the nail right on the head. There is, I was an athlete in high school. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I played all the sports. I I played football. I played basketball. I played, you know, during the summer. I wasn't really a baseball kid, but you know, I I was on softball leagues through either through a church. Um, so I was yeah. always active. Sure. You know, and even when I got into into my twenties and things like that, I there was never that like you said, the detriment to the previous day's actions. You know, we could go out and, you know, grab a burger here. And, you know, then you go out for a couple of drinks. And like, after you have a couple of drinks, you're like, man, I'm really hungry and it's two o'clock in the morning. And then you're obviously not going, you know, what sounds really good right now is a salad. And, you know, <laughs> right. I'm an, I'll I'm, think I'll have my shake now. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go grab <laughs> some, let's go grab some grilled chicken while we're here yeah. uh, and a couple of avocados. But there was never any any fall off. You know, I, I, I still wanted to be, I think in, when you're in that 20s thing, if you're still driven for most of it, physical appeal, you know, to have, you know, a six pack abs or to have, you know, you know, have some guns showing when you wear, wear a tank top, um, you know, but then when you kind of get comfortable in life and, and you mentioned marriage and you mentioned having kids and, you know, my, my wife and I were, you know, first got together, we were still very active. I mean, we were mid to late twenties, vibrant, active, going and doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we had our child who, who we're not blaming him. So if he ever listens to this podcast, right. Uh, it's not, it's not You're your blessing, fault. It's not your yes. fault. Blessing, but. <laughs> not a curse. But you know, we just, you, you kind of, like I said, I put on more weight than she did during her pregnancy. That sympathy weight, I, I see it all the time. And it was it was so easy though, because I'm like, well, she's like totally cool with us stopping at six fast food restaurants on the way from you know work to home. So I'm just yep. and it was it was weird because we we used to do that. Like seriously, we would go like, oh, I'm in the mood for you know chicken wings, and I'm in the mood for a burger, and I want, but I want to shake from so right. We, but we like would feel bad about going to another drive through, so we would like hide the bags and the, in the cups from other restaurants and be like, uh, no, we're just, uh, like we're here. Uh, right. this is our only stop besides the four we just made here. It was like the equivalent of like when, like when the fair comes to town here in Dallas, like mm. everybody always talks about what are all the foods you have your tickets and you're going from the funnel cake line to then there's the corn dog. And then there's always some like new, you know, a fried Oreo dipped in <laughs> marshmallow fluff with sprinkles and chocolate on top. It's like, how many ways can we kill you with one thing? But absolutely, and you know what's it's really interesting is, regardless, you know, uh, that person that's listening, if you know, maybe maybe they're not married or they don't have the kid yet. But I feel like all of us get into seasons of our life, right? Mm -hmm. And right, you know, right before we popped on, you asked how my day was, and I said it's it's been really busy, mm -hmm. but I like this because I get in a flow, and I think that's exact same thing in just life in general. You know, we talk about personal development a little bit. Is your mindset, your momentum in things, and so we are just the the, uh, the accumulation of the habits that we formed. And I'm a perfect example. You know, my background is a former hundred pound overweight 
three-time college dropout who had a tendency to quit everything growing up, mm -hmm. right? And so I look at this version of me now, you know, as nearly, you know, 42 years old. I've been a business owner and an entrepreneur for 12 years now. Uh, I wake up on my own before 5 a.m. in the mornings and I have a, a whole morning routine that I really live by. But And, and so, I, you know, I, I study this all the time. I'm like, how did I get from one to the other? Right. And it wasn't this. I think so many people want this big, giant overnight shift. They're like, you know, they hit that. They either hit a birthday or they wait until New Year's and they're like, this is it. I'm going to do it. And they put all this pressure on themselves to make this seismic like 180 all or nothing shift. Right. And as I've studied myself over the past decade, whether it was fitness or finances or business, there wasn't that big you know, moment where everything clicked. Mm -hmm. It really was. There was a pain point that was that was big enough that I was like, something's got to change, right? So there was kind of an enough is enough moment. And I share a story about, you know, I was living in Orlando and I'd been working at Disney World for a couple of years. I'd dropped out of college twice by this point. You know, I'd gone, tried to do some things, ran out of money. And, and my my solution to life when things got hard growing up and in my early 20s was to just flip and move, like pick yeah. up and physically like from Dallas to Oklahoma to Orlando and I remember my mom calling and I'm probably 22 maybe. Mm -hmm. And like all the maxed out credit card stuff is, is coming to the house there. And so they know my financial situation and they know things aren't good. And, and literally I'm, I'm trying to go back to school in Orlando and my apartment is a little, all, all that's in it. I have a mattress on the floor and a TV and I'm living off a box of minute rice. And I really wish I was exaggerating that. Like right. it sounds something of a bad TV movie, but it was legit. And I moved home and she was like, we're worried about you. And my stomach dropped because I knew she was right. But I had this moment, you know, I started working on a bar in Dallas. Initially, I, you know, I was trying to pursue an acting career that wasn't going very well. And I remember coming out of the shower and just kind of looking at myself in the mirror one morning, which being 100 pounds overweight, I'd try not to hang out right. in front of the mirror mm -hmm. a whole lot. But it, and this is going to sound dramatic, but I had this moment and I looked in the mirror and I was like, who's going to love this? Like I'm, you're going to be, a, this is it, Jimmy. Like, yo, Nelson, if this, if you want to live with your parents the rest of your life and be by yourself and this is it. And that was kind of that enough is enough moment, which I think is important for people. And you probably had that, you know, before you reached out to me with the weight part. But I think what people don't get is the heavens don't open up then. It was, it isn't like I woke up every day after that day, you know, motivated and, and having this, I think motivation is this weird word people use. And I, and I think they use it incorrectly. Mm. Motivation to me is just a feeling, right? Right, And I really do feel like most people are waiting for motivation to move. Where what I have found is if you move, motivation is the reward for you doing the stuff you, you keep saying you want to do, but you don't. And that could be anywhere from, like you said, changing in eating habits and, and, and fitness to you keep telling yourself that you hate this job that you're in, but it's, it's not terrible, but it's not great. It's not what I want to do. But you never, you know, you don't go do the research. You don't go find the other thing. Um, you look at other people making money online or you, whatever that happens to be, you want to travel more. And, you know, you, you had that enough is enough moment. And I think the one thing that moment did for me is it just opened me up to start the journey. Mm -hmm. Nothing changed overnight. The weight didn't drop off overnight. A business didn't start overnight. But at least I was open to maybe some things I probably was closed-minded to before. You know, there's a lot to be said about uh, comfort levels, and I think a lot of people, myself included, and and the motivational part of it ties in because you you get into a lifestyle, an environment, a career, pant size, uh, right? That's it's comfortable. You know, yeah. You, you know, if you're on a budget for your, you know, your food for the week, you know, well, it's it's sure it's sure a hell of a lot cheaper to eat things that are bad for you than it is to, to kind of oh, formulate absolutely. a diet that's a little more uh, cohesive to uh, to being healthy. And, and maybe that's not necessarily about a bunch of weight loss, but it's about just being healthier and feeling better. But comfort is, and I think a society-wide issue that leads into, that, that funnels down into so many other things. That yeah. funnels down into obesity. It funnels down into financial despair. It funnels down into, you know, people kind of losing their mind over things because you've, you just kind of go through the days being comfortable. And when you reach a 
something that makes you uncomfortable or you you maybe you gravitate towards something that you're not really good at and you're like ooh that that hurts it's like getting to that you know that 25th push up when you've only been able to do 24 and you're like i nope this is this is where my body says i can't do anymore right yeah and and we as as humans are have become kind of this accustomed to be just if you're comfortable if you're comfortable and you're happy it's going to be fine and and a lot of that kind of closes the curtain on some deep seated things that need to be worked on because nobody yeah. wants nobody wants to play outside of the comfort zone. No, in that comfort zone, that's it. And they just and you hear this all the time. I just want to be happy, which I'm like, great. But what is that? Like, mm -hmm. if you're just settling, and I get this because I did for so long. If you're just settling and you're like, look, it's not terrible. <laughs> There's a great story. So uh, one of my favorite um, personal development motivational speakers is Les Brown, mm -hmm. and he shares this story about this old man that was sitting on a porch. And he's sitting on a porch and he has a dog sitting next to him. And this young kid comes by and the dog sitting next to the old man is moaning and groaning, just making a bunch of noise. And the kid stops and he's like, hey, mister, why is your dog moaning and groaning so much? He's like, oh, it's because he's sitting on a nail. And the kid goes, well, why doesn't he move? He's like, oh, it doesn't hurt enough to move. It just hurts enough for him to moan and groan. And I think that's where most people in society are. Mm -hmm. we, it's easy to complain. And you know, what's, you know why it's easy? Because you will always find somebody that's willing to do it with you. We're all willing to just... You know, and, and maybe you don't even label it as complaining. You're like, well, I'm just stating how things are. But if it's something you could take some action on and potentially do something different, and you're absolutely right with the push-up analogy, is that first step out of your comfort zone, it's scary. It's going to hurt. You're going to be bad. But I just think somewhere along the way, we got to watching YouTube videos, and we think – like success and motivation is this magic thing that's just going to show up someday that like motivation Santa Claus is going to come down the chimney and leave us this gift. And it simply doesn't work that way. Um, it, it's, it's Zig Ziglar used to talk about, it's like looking at a fireplace and say, Hey, you produce heat and then I'll put, I'll, I'll add wood. Right. It, it just, it really doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, I just got done uh, actually probably fifth or sixth time through uh, listening to the new, the David Goggins book. Can't oh yeah. Me. Um, and and he, he says something very similar to that is, is motivation is just kindling. You know, yeah. it, it, it kind of, it's the sticks rubbing together. It warms you up. But if you don't do anything with that motivation, if you don't, if it, you're not like, wow, I'm, I'm really motivated to go out and do a, a run this morning. I may only be able to run from here to the end of the block, but I'm motivated to go and do it. And you get to the end of the block and you're like, well, that, that kindling isn't, isn't still burning, you know, it has right. to be something that that may get you up and out of the door, but it has to come from within your own self and your own mind, which is a really difficult thing to conquer because there what? are so many avenues to get out of it. Right. And I, and I'm going to add on top of that is I look at motivation as a gift from like the universe or God or whatever it is that feeling. So you better move and take action. So if you, like in your scenario right there, if you're like, hey, I feel pretty motivated, so I'm going to get out and run. Most people don't even do that. Right. They feel that motivation thing and they're like, oh, I'm motivated. So let's say it's, you know, let's say it's two o'clock on a Monday afternoon and I'm motivated. You're like, okay, that means I'm going to work out tomorrow. I'm like, no, do something at two o'clock on Monday. Even if it's, you're like, well, I'm at work. Or like, if you can drop and do some push-ups right. or whatever, you, I, I always go back to a fitness analogy because I feel like fitness is a great analogy for like life. But for whatever that is, if it's, hey, I'm going to finally buy that online course, or I'm going to go to that event, or I'm going to ask out that girl. I, I don't know what that thing is that the, you know, the person that's listening to this is stuck on, but I'm going to challenge them to say, the next time there's even a hint of motivation, ask yourself, what can I do right? Because it really is a gift. Mm. Now, if we want long-term success, then it's how do I create, you know, how do I take the actions that I started when I felt motivated and continue to do those on those mornings that I don't. And really, when I look at any long-term change in my life, because the things I'm most proud of, losing 100 pounds, awesome. Mm. Keeping it off for over 12 years, different. Lots of people have lost 100 pounds over and over, or 20, or the number's irrelevant. It's, I, I'm interested in working with people, and we're talking long-term success, the people that I've been able to coach in online businesses. It's like, cool. Don't be a one hit wonder. Like we all know that that band that like they came up so fast, right? That there was no something maybe they hit with that first single. And I'm like, cool. Can you hang around when the next one doesn't hit and you fight through, you know, and, and stick around? Um, and so those early struggles 
are just prepping us for long-term success, right? Like you got to be able to fight through those early on. Yeah. I think those, creating those kind of habits and there's, you know, I'm sure there's a, there's math out there that's like, well, if you do something 26 days in a row, it becomes a habit. Yeah. Um, but even at, at day 24 and day 25, that, that is still not quite ingrained. And even past, I think day 26, because as soon as you get to that point you think it's a habit and then you start thinking about it. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, that date I did 26. I'm good. So I'm gonna take 27 off. Yeah. Uh, I think we look at a lot of, and I don't know if any of these shows are really on anymore, but you, they have brought to kind of mainstream this rapid weight loss thing. You know, these, yeah. these people that are, you know, obese and, and, and severely unhealthy. And I, you know, I, I think for that to be brought to kind of this the mainstream front was, was a good thing. But when you have dramatic weight loss like that, the stories that don't get followed up on six months, a year, two years down the road, because it is not, it's not easy. Mm-mm. But when you have you have a dietitian and you have a regimen and you have trainers and you have all of these things at your access, which are which are a challenge to come across as just Joe Schmo sitting on the couch, right? You have all these things, and as a, as a viewer, you witness all these things, and maybe that motivates you to do something, but it doesn't show you that this is not a twenty six week TV series that ends and everybody goes, look at me, I. I won, yeah. or even if, even if you didn't, even if you didn't win, you you still had some sort of transformation. After the cameras are off, after the lights go off, that is when the true test of having a healthy lifestyle and, and remaining in. Because I, I want to just circle back to something that you mentioned about it's not all about fitness, but I I do think that the fitness part of it and the health part of it. Is is all kind of tied together because I think I, I absolutely yeah, agree. With if you that. feel good about yourself, if you even even if you don't want to stand and look in the mirror and be like, oh my gosh, hey, I this I got this going on. But if you take you know you're on a ninety day course or you're on a you know something you, you you hit a milestone, you hit a step on your journey, yep, and you feel success and you feel confident, and you look back at all the stuff that you did in those that time frame, you start to build that confidence and you start to maybe be able to do things you didn't want to do, that confidence could lead into taking a step into a career that you wanted to try or a, or a hobby you wanted to pick up on, but you didn't have that confidence. And it, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it starts at that first step of, I need to do something about how I eat and how I feel. And if you find that the motivation to help you stand up, and then the fire starts to burn within you to keep on going. The fitness part tracks you into a bunch of different successful areas. Absolutely. If there's, you know, somebody's listening to this right now and they're stuck in any area of their life, right? Like financially, they're stuck or they're just not where they want to be in life. The first thing I will tell them is, yeah, go follow a fitness regimen, like mm-hmm. follow a 90 day program. You know, like you did, you know, reach out to me. Maybe it was something like a P90X or Insanity or, yep. you know, the programs that I coach people through. But and maybe it's training for that half marathon. Maybe it's doing something like a, a CrossFit Open or a Tough Mudder. Because I'm telling you, the things that are going to be required of you to commit to that fitness program mm-hmm. is going to translate in your life in other areas. Right. And I have a group of a lot of guys here in Dallas that are uh, entrepreneurs that have their own either social media companies or some are in the the spirits and whiskey industry and some are in real estate. And we always come back together. And I don't always get the needle to move with them a lot when it just comes to weight loss. Mm-hmm. And, and people don't realize, you know, we as guys, we can be just as vain as anybody else and we want to look good and feel good. But when I start talking to them about how you want to increase your net worth, <clears throat> you want to increase the legacy you're building and whatever this, you know, because so many of them are sacrificing their health in the name of hustle mm-hmm. because they're working their ass off trying to get this business, which I respect. I get that. And so the first thing to go is, man, I just don't have time to work out. Because I got these meetings, I got to get this thing up, and I'm and what I what I what I passionately get across to them is, if you will start investing in your health or taking you know take some tips off of my morning routine, I was like, you're going to show up better in those meetings. More people are going to want to do business with you. You're going to have a bigger impact on your clients or whatever that is, and and it all ties together. And so I'm really big about fitness, you know, both fitness physically and with the personal development, the mindset thing. Mm-hmm. Not just for us. The aesthetics are great, but like really how you can show up more powerfully in life. Absolutely. I think starts with moving your body. Yeah. And, and morning routines, I think, you know, the challenge is, and I, I mentioned this on, on, a, on a previous podcast I had uh, with another uh, young entrepreneur who's, who's big into the health and fitness uh, industry is 
95% of that. And this is, this is my numbers and I'm yeah. not a math guy. So you know, <laughs> take it for what it's worth. Uh, but 95% of that morning routine, and, and it's, I think it starts with setting a time, set Absolutely. a time that you're like, here are the things that I want to get done before I need to get up and start the things that need to be done for the rest of my day. When I need to be showered and ready to go to work or ready to take the sure. kids to school. 95% of that comes in the split second your alarm goes off. Absolutely. And whatever tone you have or song or whatever. The fight is 5% of your brain saying, let's get after this. It's yep. go time. Let's do it. And 95% of your brain says, no, sir. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Have you have you felt this pillow? You spent yes. $20 on this pillow. You spent $50. These sheets are amazing. What are this, what's the thread count here? I'm not moving. I'm staying right here. It's warm. I'm comfortable. My the blood is just, you know, your resting heart rate is just like, <sighs> but if you can, if you can push past that 95% with the 5% that's getting you motivated and whatever it is that you want to do, you set your morning routine. You know, mine personally is I get up and I have a cup of coffee. I come down to our basement where my studio is. I meditate and I start to stretch and I get warmed up and I go running. And yeah. Some days I come back and I'll do some other stuff. You know, I'll I'll throw in uh, uh, maybe not insanity after I run a long distance because you know I'm I am somewhat sane. Yeah. But, but I you know and then I shower and I'm ready to go. And by the time I get upstairs, you know my, that's when my kids getting up, my wife's getting up, and whatever else comes the rest of the day. And I think this is the thing that a lot of people miss out on, and including people who are in their own industry, who are their own boss, mm -hmm. is once you have all that stuff done and out of the way, if you go through a, a five mile run or you do a, even a couple miles and you lift and you just yeah feel good and you, you sweated it out and you showered it off and you're all cleaned up. A lot of the times the most challenging part of your day is already behind you. Whatever is coming up, you're like, this phone call is going to suck. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to do this at my job, but guess what? This is going to feel a lot better than that last half a mile I ran this morning. I agree. And, and, and specifically people that work with like Let's say you have employees or clients or people mm -hmm. that you're you're kind of serving or having to pour into. I always look at it this way is, man, if I if I haven't done anything to fill my bucket yet, I have nothing to pour into anybody else. Right. Right. So if I wake up first thing in the morning and I'm checking my phone or I'm looking at emails and I'm starting my day on defense, like I've already lost. Yeah. And you know, that I you know, I get pushback from people all the time, like, man, Jimmy, I just rather would work out in the evenings or rather do things at night. And I, I get that and I get that we, but you're talking to somebody who was like the ultimate night owl. The fact that, you know, I was in theater, I used to work on TV shows, I was bartender. Like I used to, my days used to end at 4 a.m. and I wouldn't roll out of bed until noon. If I can change my body clock, anybody can. And it just had to become something that was important enough. And you talk about your, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, people look at me and go, okay, Jimmy, you have this down to clockwork, but I have those exact same conversations in my head. Right. And so, you know, I talk about this, I have a, an ebook that, that I talk about my, my morning routine. And for me, I talk about having to attack my mind before my mind attacks me. Mm -hmm. 12 years into this, I still have that, that chatter in my head the minute I wake up. And so my combat to that is literally, I reach over and grab my phone first thing. And, you know, you can go to listen to a podcast like yours or some audio I tend to grab, it's funny that I grab YouTube because I'm not watching the video necessarily, mm. but YouTube have these great, uh, and now they're like on my homepage. Like they know this is what I pull up. And it's usually <laughs> these, these epic things that are like some montage of motivational talks. Right. You know, there's some things with David Goggins or Gary Vaynerchuk or Tony Robbins or Zig Ziglar or Jim Rohn or, you know, name your person, mm. you know, usually with some kind of epic music in the background. And I, I literally push play on that as I'm like getting up stumbling to the bathroom. I don't know my name yet because I was, I was, what I realized is there was a probably about 10 to 20 hidden minutes there of me just being up that my mind can tell me, remind me how tired I am, how much sleep I didn't get last night, what I have to do during the day. And I just needed something else speaking some life into me right. for a thing, you know, that just, it's almost like your own hype video, you know? And so, and for me, that workout's coming. And so for me, just to be able to like get up, go to the bathroom, put on workout clothes, go downstairs, make my pre-workout. Like there's a good 20, 30 minute chunk there that there was an opportunity to just be very self-defeating. And so for me, just having something even passively, like I'm not, I'm not taking notes on it. Right. It's not, like I said, even if it's YouTube nine times out of 10, I'm not even looking at my phone, but hearing this stuff, uh, it helps. Cause then you remember, Oh yeah, this is why I'm doing this. This is, this is a cause that's bigger than myself. And then it is easier to get into that 
you know, five, five thirty, six AM workout or run or whatever you're doing. You know, the the biggest detriment to having that morning routine is notifications. Yeah. Your alarm may go off. You fought that 95% and you got up and you're moving and you're, you're going to make pre or you're going to make a cup of coffee. Your blood's flowing. And then you look at your phone and you're like, oh, somebody commented on a photo. If you have, yeah. if you're a business owner, especially, you know, if you, yeah. if you have a social media presence, you know, that's, that's your brand, you know, that's your yep. face, that's your logo, that's your emblem. And you're like, ooh, somebody sent me a DM on Insta. Maybe, you yep. know. I've been trying to get Jimmy Hayes Nelson on my podcast. Maybe, you know, he was up late night and he's like, yeah, let's finally do it. Yep. And you look at it and you kind of slowly, as your brain fog is, is starting to lift a little bit, you read it and you don't, maybe you don't comprehend it, but then all of a sudden you hit the homepage on Instagram and you, your thumb starts moving a little bit. You're gone, dude. And you you're are, gone. you are so <laughs> far down that rabbit hole that you're like, and and then maybe, maybe if you're lucky, and maybe I should recommend people do this, go find somebody who posts a lot of motivational stuff on their page, because maybe you'll hit that and it, you'll stop and go, oh, that's right. That's why I'm awake right now. But then don't make the mistake of going, oh, look, there's a little red dot above Facebook. Oh, man. Uh, it Once you kind of fall down that, and, and, and I'm guilty of it. I mean, I'll, I'll fess up and say I've had mornings where I, I felt good. I got up and I'm like, ooh, boom, somebody hit me on Insta and I'm like, I better, or if somebody commented on, yeah. on a photo we put up. And all of a sudden the rabbit hole comes and you're like time travel. Just, I just invented time travel. I went yeah. from four Where did that hour just go? It's, it's gone. And a lot of the times when you're feeding whatever it is that you follow on whatever social media platform you go on, or maybe you end up on all of them, the, whether you follow stuff or not, something negative is going to end up in the back of your brain. And you yep. may not even realize it. You may be like, oh, and scroll. But all of a sudden that, you know, the person that's on there that really likes to either share too much information or be really vague about stuff or is always kind of complaining about their plot in life, you may not know that it affects you, but it does. Absolutely. And that can end up really, you know, derailing uh, what could be a very productive morning. If you can get past the notification phase of your morning and just kind of get on with it, that can open up so many possibilities for how well your day is going to go. And I know this is going to sound crazy to people and they're like, oh my gosh, I could never do this, but I did it is I don't have notifications on anything for that very reason. No notifications. And my phone is on do not disturb probably most of the day. Mm. And you know, I make my living on social media. That's where I find that my clients is the people that I work for work, work with um, either those people in the health and fitness industry or the entrepreneurs that I just coach as a one-on-one -on -one business coach or a storytelling coach um, is I had to, there was a couple things. I had to realize everything doesn't have to be answered now, mm -hmm. which I feel as a society, it's real easy to be pushed into because everybody's looking for immediate gratification. And somewhere along the way, I had to realize if I lose a client or a customer or an opportunity, because that person had to wait a couple more hours, that's okay. You know, yeah. I think we teach people how to respect our time. And I was a real people pleaser for a long time. And it was, and I think it was really like that insecure fat kid, Jimmy and me that wanted everybody just to like me. Mm -hmm. And so I was willing to kind of disrespect my own boundaries for that. Um, but now what I do is I really kind of work in, in 90 minute blocks. And then I give myself that opportunity, that 20 minute, like dopamine hit to mm -hmm. whether that's answering stuff that's literally business, you know, you get that message and you finally make that connection or you get that brand to, to listen back to you. But maybe it is you just want to look at something stupid and mindless. Right. And so it, it's taken a little bit of time. But for me, finally turning off, uh, the, especially the push notifications, like, hey, you got this. Like sometimes I'll still see the little the red circle oh, yeah. on the top. Um, but even with that, a lot of times the things that have that, I have to scroll two pages over. Like literally my Gmail box is like on the third page of my phone. <laughs> it's hidden. Um, and it, these, these little things all sound so silly and stuff, but it really is because in the big scheme of things, if your mindset and your goals and what you want to do with your life is worth fighting for, then why not do everything you can to protect that energy, to protect that motivation that we're all looking for, you know, because 99% of society and what's going on online and in the news and stuff is trying to get us to feel sorry for ourselves, to, to grumble, to complain. 
And we gotta we gotta protect ourselves to get over that. There's a lot to be said about when we talk about notifications and you being entrepreneur, business owner, me venturing down that path for the first time in my career because I, I did radio for for 20 plus years. I, right. I I was secure in my career from the time I was 19 until the time I was 38 at the time. So wow. a lot of my yeah. life, I didn't worry about. That was just something. Oh yeah, yeah, work. I got work. Ain't no thing. Uh, yeah. But when when I was let go in February. And I started, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, the podcast is going to be a thing that I'm going to, to dive into and, and, and see where it goes. My wife said, if you don't start something that makes you talk like a lot, uh, we're going to have a problem because, you know, I go to work and get all my talking out on the radio and come home and just be oh, like, yeah. oh, yes. <laughs> and it gets bombarded yeah. by you. Ready yeah. to- <laughs> I have so many things that I have to say today, but if you are in your, if you are a young entrepreneur or you're somebody who's not a young entrepreneur, you're just somebody who's getting into having your own brand or having your own uh, ideas or, or something that you're trying to you know, push on into a career or a lifestyle, the notifications thing, you are just chomping at the bit for it to be that that one thing that you've been looking yeah. for, that 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 sponsor or that um, you know, that interview, that that client that you just been you've been hoping that one that one shoe is gonna drop, you know, we did this and then this, you know, the the domino effect happened. Yeah. And that's, I think that plan of that, that 90 minutes, uh, and then, and then giving yourself some time to do it and, and almost scheduling that out almost, that is a no, no, part of And that's day. really yeah. where I was just about to go. If it's scheduled, if you know, Hey, three times a day, I'm going to go check on all my inboxes because it can be like, I've missed messages on places. Cause I'm like, Oh wait, where did I not check a message today? Cause you like, obviously people can text me. You and I have been talking through Instagram DM, right? right. I posted a video on LinkedIn earlier today. I have two places on Facebook. So there really is like a list of places that I've had people go, yeah, man, I tried to get you on a show and you never got a response. And I'm like, oh man, where did I miss? But like anything else, if it's important, we schedule those things out. And knowing that sometimes that schedule becomes fluid, mm-hmm. but we kind of put, we kind of put some parameters of like, okay, what needs to get done today? And and part of, you know, going back to that morning routine for me, it's that the mindset piece doing something physical. And then I, I sit down, you know, with, with, uh, with a cup of coffee and really I have a, like a planner for the day and it's a bit of gratitude things, but there's like this to-do list over here because it never fails. Some of my best ideas are, Oh yeah, I got to do this all happens in the middle of that workout. Cause your brain's moving and stuff. And literally I will sit. And before I even get to the part where I, the gratitude part, I journal a bit in the morning, I get all that out of my head. I'm like, Oh, right. And the podcast and this, and I need to follow up this. And I'll look at the previous day and sometimes I don't get to everything, Mm -hmm. but at least I get it out of my head. So for me, it's like mindset, physical body, planner slash journal. And the the journaling portion of that, sometimes it's, it's affirmations and I'm really into that. Sometimes it's just getting junk out of my head. Like I literally will just stream of consciousness, get things out. There's times where I will sit down and again, as an entrepreneur, that has my hands in a few different things, I wanna run five directions every day. Right. And so um, I, what, what I've started doing recently that I, that I find is a very interesting exercise is I literally on a piece of paper will write, what do I want? And then you know I'll start jotting some things down and I'll say, why do I want it? Or how is my life? So like, let's say when I'm, I'm working with somebody who's trying to start a business or looking for business coaching and I'm like, well, what do you want? You're like, well, I wanna make X, amount of money. Maybe, maybe it's a financial thing for them. And I'm like, great. Why do you want that? Or what do you feel? One of my favorite questions is what do you feel like you'll be able to do then that you can't do now? Mm-hmm. And I asked that same question with somebody that wants to lose weight. Cool. What do you feel like you can do 20 pounds from now that you can't do now? What do you feel like you can do three clients from now that you, cause in some ways it helps you realize the things you have now that you, that you already appreciate but it also helps you get crystal clear on why am I chasing this? Right. Because going back to the long-term motivation things, if we don't know why we're getting, why we're sacrificing sleep to get up in the morning or why we're doing this workout or why we're grinding to try to start the podcast or the YouTube channel or the fashion brand or whatever we're doing, uh, <clears throat> it's real easy to lose our way and lose motivation. Mm-hmm. And and it's something, and again, I think it's fluid. I think it it... It's something you constantly have to ask yourself, right? Because that I know, you know, in 12 years of doing this, my, the seasons in my life change. So the thing that that moves the needle for me changes from from season to season. When you say feelings, that is such an important tie-in because if you can attach before something happens, if you can attach a feeling to it, mm-hmm. there's there's attaching like 
you know, it'd be really cool. Like I have a Jeep, but what I like to do is like to have it like jacked up six feet and I yeah. want to have big mud tires and, and well, well, why? Because it'd be super cool. You know, people would be like, Hey, and they would do the Jeep wave and it would be awesome. But if you can attach, you know, a feeling to that or, or a vision to, to what that is. Well, I really would like to have, you know, this Jeep this way. Cause I think it'd be really cool to take the doors off and me and my kid could go get dirty and get in the mud and, and go camping and do all these things. And if, when you get down to like a fitness part of it, well, how would you feel if you were able to walk here to there, or you were able to uh, live long enough to see your grandchildren graduate? You know, you would, yeah. you, when you attach a feeling to something that almost, we talked about motivation being kind of the kindling. And now all of a sudden you, you had that feeling and that emotion to it. Now yeah. you may have a little bit of kerosene to pour on to that spark to say, okay, this is going to suck. I mean, let, yeah. let's lay it out, lay it out. I mean, a lot of the things that we were talking about today at fitness and, and starting your own business and the, all these paths you can go on in life. A lot of it is not about that journey because you have to understand that it is going to suck. You have to understand yeah. there's going to be days where you're like, screw this. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But you want to know, I'll say this carefully because I, I don't believe that there is an end. I believe that there is yeah. a place that you want to be next. I yeah, want absolutely. to be financially secure and making X, Y, Z amount by the end of 2020. Okay. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. You need to be able to see that there's going to be days that it's going to suck and you're going to have to push through. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. And then when you get there, you're going to go look back. Wow. I did all that. Now what's, what's the next thing? And if you have a feeling attached to that, whew. Yeah. And one, one of my favorite books is, uh, it's called the entrepreneur roller coaster by Darren Hardy. Mm -hmm. And the reason I like the book is that's exactly kind of the theme. 98% of what, you know, he, he talks about Bono and Oprah and he talked, you know, Beyonce, blah, blah. He's like 95% of what they do isn't fun. Like you don't see behind the scenes. You right. get to see the part where they're on the TV show, where they're doing the concert, or you don't get to see the nights they're not sleeping when they can't just get this hook right or wh whatever the thing is, or like this interview or dealing with these people. And it is, and it, and the book goes through talking about <clears throat> why it's, but why that 2% is worth it. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, you know, when people say, well, so what's the best, what do you like best about what you do? Or is it, you know, was it when you earned this much or when you lost this much weight or whatever? I will tell you the fact that my time is my own mm -hmm. now compared to when I used to have to sit in traffic an hour and a half both ways to a job that I didn't like, that I was just collecting a paycheck, I would make a terrible employee now because getting that taste of being where I want to be when I want to, the fact that I can do this with you at Monday at a two 30 in my home, I can't put a price tag on that, yeah. you know? And for me, that's everything. And so those days I don't feel like it, you know, it is whatever. And, and you were also, I want to circle back just a little, you were talking about, you know, that attaching a feeling to it. There's no right or wrong answer to what motivates somebody either. Mm, right. Just so if I'm talking to you and I'm asking what motivates and let's say it's something super catty. Let's say somebody's like, I just want to do this because, you know, my ex-husband XYZ or this person, whatever, and I want to show them mm -hmm. that I'm like, great, let's start there. Right. You know, um, you know, I heard a quote once says, whatever motivates, motivates. So if some person's just like, I just want to make this money, and somebody's like, Oh, but you should really want to do it for the good of people, you know what? Different things move the needle for right. different people. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if that's what gets you to move. That motivation, the um, you know whether or not we look at it as uh, honorable, that can move because there's been times in my career when I wanted to do it for me. There was times right. I wanted to do something because I wanted to be able to bless my parents for something. There was one time. There's been times that yes, I just wanted to show that sob I can do this better than they can. And you know, different seasons in my life. And the other thing you said about no no end that I think I see a lot of is one of two things happens with people going back to kind of the one hit wonder thing. People either chase a goal mm -hmm. and they hit it and then they, they celebrate and exhale for too long, right? That person loses the 20 pounds. They're like, I deserve my treat myself. Hell yeah, you do. You hit your goal, but you might, you need to set a timeline on when the next goal is right. Same thing financially and business. So, and then there's the flip side. There's that person that hits that goal and never acknowledges it, right? So if they hit the goal and it's the next thing and the next thing and they never take the time to celebrate, well, that's what leads to burnout. Right. So on one hand, you have, I made it, 
I'm going to exhale and celebrate. And then I never, it's hard to recapture that momentum. So you can't let it go for too long. And on the flip side, the person that never acknowledges, Hey, I just did that. I'm going to pat myself on the back for a second. I'm going to take a couple days off if it's fitness, or I'm going to take a week off. I'm going to go vacation or I'm going to eat burgers just this week. Awesome. Do you, but then set the next thing. And that again, fitness be an analogy for business, life, relationships, then set the next goal. And I feel like I always need to have something I'm chasing. One of the biggest challenges, I think when you, we do find people that have, that find a goal and, and that let's use, uh, I'm going to run a marathon, you know, sure. I'm not, but somebody has a, has a goal <laughs> of, I don't even drive that far. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Right. Uh, somebody has that goal. So it, whatever they found, uh, maybe they, they, uh, their friends did it, or, you know, there was a news story about, Hey, you know, we have a, a big marathon that's I think celebrating its 10th year here. Um, that's really grown in popularity. So, you know, and we, I've seen more people in my circle that are like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to run the Eau Claire marathon next year. That's awesome. You know, whatever motivates you to do it. And they'll, they'll buckle down and they will, you know, back train and they will do all the right things and they will get on the diet and they will carb load, right. And they will just, they'll have all their macros figured out. And they are just in this zone because their goal is to run this marathon. It's, it's not necessarily, it's not to win the marathon. It is, I'm going to run it. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing 26.2 miles and Obviously, they probably have a personal goal that they're looking for as far as their time goes. When you get to that point, and you're going to celebrate it, you know, there's plenty of like Mick Ultra, like all over the place. It's like, always uh, Mick Ultra. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're in 26. You go get yourself an IPA, you know, something like eight <laughs> two. You know, just you know, get some something back in your body. Get something good in there. Get something from Texas in there. You could get there some you go. Lone get Star. Shiner. It'll be fine. But there's um. But the, you know they they reach that and they're they're so accomplished and they got the medal they got the sticker on the back of the van man they are just and then that's it that's yep. you know we what what's I ran the marathon that's awesome man I I couldn't do it you know I I I'd like to run but I I run for completely different reasons than to want to run twenty six point two miles no thank you but if you don't if there's not anything after that it's it's the it's the high school quarterback it's the high yeah. school quarterback it's uh Johnny Moxon from <laughs> from Sydney yeah. Blues. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're the star quarterback and you got all this drive and you're the cheerleaders love you. And then it's just done. And it's a story that you tell years down the road. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of this. Most people are trying to recapture mm -hmm. some feeling they had at one time in their life, you know, and I feel like in some weird way, I was blessed to not know my potential. And so, you know, I ran my first half marathon right before I turned 40. And then I started doing like private CrossFit lessons at 40. I'd never done that like at 40 and did my first CrossFit open last year and then just signed up for another half. It's because I'm like, well, I, it was the exact same thing the first time I went through P90X. So, you know, I, I initially, you know, losing that hundred pounds with a program like Power 90 and being introduced to Tony Horton. Mm -hmm. I was one of the first people I know that started P90X. And I was just like, I don't think I can do any of this. I couldn't do a pull up. The yoga portion was like 90 minutes of just falling over. And then, um, there, then there was Plyo X. And the then mother. that was called Barf in the Corner, literally <laughs> my first day. Like, grab the bucket. And, um, but then I saw my body doing things. I losing weight was one thing. Like, physically starting to look like an athlete seemed so bizarre to me because there was nobody in my history that said, this, this is inside of you. Mm -hmm. And I think that for everybody, just because of what you've done to this point of your life has no bearing on where you can go. And I don't even just mean that with your body. I mean that with your mind. I mean that with the type of lifestyle you can create. And I am the walking embodiment of that because when I was a kid, anything that was hard, I used to quit as soon as it was hard. Now I lean into hard things. Mm -hmm. I go sign up for marathons. I built an online business with clients for 12 years. I quit stuff or P90X or insanity or like, where did that happen? And I really do think it comes back to the mindset piece and start. It was literally being willing to transform my body by starting to get physically active. Because of that, I was introduced to personal development. Well, first through Tony Horton through a screen right. and then Shanti. Well, then when I signed up for my business, you know, I was introduced to actual personal development. Well, none of that would have happened had I not decided to push play or get move my body first, mm -hmm. right? And then this version of me that I didn't even know existed inside of me, this guy comes to life after a while. And now I, I don't even recognize, there's times I have to really work to sit and think like, how did I used to think? 
what, why was I afraid of everything? Why was, why was I hesitant, you know, and, and, but you, you just don't know what's inside of you. And I think that's exciting because I think people, it's easy to go, well, I've always been this way my life. So therefore I'll always be this way. And it's just not true. In your, with all the clients you work for in you know, work with in different, uh, different avenues in different, you know, whether it's fitness, whether it's, you know, entrepreneurship, business, uh, motivation, anything, how often do you hear the words, well, I can't do that. You know, I can't, if you even open up the P90X booklet yep. and you see Tony Horton and Drea Weber and they, yeah. I, I'm, I can't do that. I can't, yeah. you know, you, you just watch the little, uh, you know, the hype video that they have in, you know, before the, the main screen comes on, you're like, yeah, no, I can't do that. Yeah. How, how difficult is it to get somebody past that point of the, the block in their brain? Cause that's exactly what it is. I, you yeah. talked about unlimited potential, limitless potential. Everybody has it inside them. The, Absolutely. The, yeah. the blockage in the brain that we, as and, and however it, it, it came into anybody's life, whether it's your childhood, whether it's challenges you faced uh, personally, professionally, that yeah. block comes in and it just says, oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, yeah. I can't make that phone. I can't, uh, you know, call that potential client or, or call this person and say, I, I, I would like to work for you. How, how do you get people past that? The, I can't phase of any personal development, whether it's mental or physical. You know, what's funny is I'm going to go back to the fact that you you're talking about Tony early and not knowing that I was doing personal development. And for the, anybody that's ever done P90X, one of the things that he talks about is anytime there's a can't, he always talks about, um, I, I presently struggle with, mm-hmm. right? And I, th- I really do think it starts with just changing people's language. You know, I, I have relatives that don't even realize how much they are self-defeating in their passive language, right? And your your thoughts are things and your your vocabulary, your brain and your body and the energy and the universe around you are gonna, you speak something into the world. I think people underestimate how powerful their words are and their thoughts are. Mm-hmm that we really can speak and think things into existence and we have to change those patterns. Tony Robbins talks about it being like grooves in a record and you literally have to like scratch over that and create new grooves. And I think that starts with our language. It starts, like I said, with the things I write in the morning. It's Mm. even if I don't completely believe it, I'm going to go, it's not fake it till you make it, but it is doing things even if I don't feel like it at the time. Right. I presently struggle with, um, I'm getting better at, I'm learning to whatever those, instead of saying I can't and fill in the blankets, I presently struggle to, I'm learning how to, I'm getting better at, and, and that may seem really childish and simple, but I think it starts there, you know, mm-hmm. because we don't always know that we can do it when we start. That's why it's scary. Cause if we knew we could do it, there would be no fear, but the fear's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. The success, the thing you want, the life you want, the body you want, the attitude, the energy is on the other side of I can't, I'm scared, what if, etc. And you just got to step into it anyway. And I think that starts with your language. I don't, I presently struggle with, but I'm going to anyway, you know, if, yeah. if that makes sense. You know, I think there's, we have this thing floating around between our ears called our brain and it's it's a it's an it's an amazing tool it, it, it the things that it can do we can't even comprehend with the brain that we have because it, it's, right. it's so intricate um even just how much you see when you, you know the thoughts that go through your mind are this rapid electrical magical thing that's in your head and right. we all have one and the toughest part is reaching the understanding that you control your brain, what everybody, everybody has, has, has gone through this. You let your brain control you. You let your thoughts control how you act, how you behave, you, what you go to do. And when you start to kind of get some traction up there, you know, when you start kind of, and and sometimes you got to dig and claw and it's going to be, it's going to be dirty. You may have to go into places in your brain that you you thought we're locked in kind of a way, but once you get in there and you, you get filthy with the mess that's up there and you start to realize that, wait, wait a minute, I, I can control this brain that controls this body that controls which direction I go Yeah, in every single facet of life. 
how yep. you parent, how you your sleeping habits, you know, your your relationships, your business, your fitness, your everything you have control over once you take control of your own brain. Absolutely. And that's why I go back to the first like I said earlier, the first thing every morning is I have to attack my mind before my mind attacks me. And it became, you know, so it's that very first audio or whatever I'm listening to first thing in the morning. But then little by little, I did become obsessive about it. So it was like, where are there little pockets in the day that, so like if I'm taking a break and grabbing coffee, can I stick my AirPods in and just catch five minutes on an audio book, some little hype video on YouTube? Can I pop in a podcast like this? Um, when I would go grocery shopping, I'd be the guy with headphones in. Right. I've fallen asleep to it before. Now, I don't do this all the time, but there were seasons in my life that, again, it became it became important enough to me that I had to change the way I was thinking because I was so sick of where I was in life. I'm like, cool. Sometimes you have to be willing to get a little obsessive. There are times in my life, my fitness or nutrition or whatever, it's not always just balance. Like Sometimes you got to lean into something a little crazy and then you find like that middle ground in the balance later. But mm. if you keep banging against that same glass ceiling that's limiting you to this point, you may have to just get a little crazy to break through that. Right. And yes, other people may look at you and be like, oh, they're obsessive or, you mm. know, they're a little out there. But you know what? Like I had I had a lot of buddies that literally kicked me in the crotch when I was first trying to start my business online because they were like, we're tired of seeing your post. I wish you'd talk about this. And uh, all those same guys, I've known them for 20 years. None of them really got involved with me in business. And, uh, you know, a few months ago, we all went out here. Um, it was in Dallas. It was Dirk Nowitzki's last home game. We all got together and it was just this great time. And I literally had most of them unknowingly to each other pull me aside at one time during the evening and be like, hey, man, I know I gave you a lot of crap about this, but uh, it's really awesome to watch what you do. Because right. I was, oh, because I was the one person like sharing everything on social media and stuff. And they'd be like, it's kind of your job, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, no that's pretty awesome that you've been doing this this whole time. Mm -hmm. And it was just, you know, the people that are going to roll with you are going to roll with you long-term, you mm -hmm. know? And if they, if they don't, it maybe sometimes it's time to upgrade that circle. Right. You know, there's, there's a lot to be said and, I, and I'm glad you got into this because there's something I didn't want to touch on is when you do take control of your mind and even, even not fully, because I think that that's an ongoing Agreed. kind of a lifelong path that you have to take to be able, because you're going to have to fight it. Jimmy Hayes Nelson fights it every morning. You know, we, we, you fight these things, but you kind of develop some, some calluses on your brain as, as, uh, as I've read, um, to get yourself into a place where it becomes more of a routine, but you will always have, and once you get past it, you will always have people, not, they're not haters. I don't like necessarily using the word haters, but there are people that will question your motivation and question your obsession and, and will do their best and not, maybe not intentionally make you feel bad about your behavior, the things you post, the the crazy routines you have, like why 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 do you get up before 4 a.m.? Like you should stop doing that. You you know you you need more rest in your life and oh gee, you're looking really skinny now. There's they will say a lot of things and there's two parts to it. One part is you have to be able to shut out the noise because you are on this path yourself. The other part of it is and I think that it kind of ties into what you're talking about with your buddies is a lot of times it's it's because they're insecure about what they're not able to do. Uh, I would literally say you ask how life's going and you're right. It's usually a reflection of them hmm. because when they, and again, circling, making this whole thing, one big circle back around to how it's easy to complain or grumble or just point out this is the way things are because you can always find somebody to dive down that hole with you. And it's easier to do that than to say, cool, well, what can I do about it then? Right. And when you're taking steps to do something about it, to change your life, to change your mindset, to change your reality, to change your free time, it is a mirror on them that instead of finding somebody that's going to help justify their reasons, aka their excuses, there's somebody actually doing something about it. And it doesn't make them feel good because they realize you're the example of what they could be doing. And yes, there's again going back to that entrepreneur roller coaster book. There's a there's a there's a story in there about crabs in a crab trap, and the way it works is the crabs all can crawl in, and they literally could crawl at any time they want to. Once they start getting a few in there, when one starts to try to crawl out, the rest of the crabs pull that one back down to the point where sometimes they'll break the arms off the crab to keep it in, mm -hmm. and and that's that's society because if you crawl out, 
then we are all looking at each other like, well, they got out. What? Why not? It's it's so much easier to pull you down than it is for me to actually do something about my situation that I just want to complain about all the time. And 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 that goes back to finding circles. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And if right now you're like, well, my family kind of sucks and my job kind of sucks, that also includes online. Right. And for me, it was it was plugging into I had I found an online support community that became my haven. I found a group of people online that believed in me before I believed in myself. Mm. And there's way more of those and opportunities to do that now than there were 12 years ago when I started. But absolutely, like you gotta you gotta be able to fight for your mindset. You gotta be able to fight for what you want to do to change and, and really protect that. Timmy, I want to wrap up on this, but I, I, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have you back on because I, we could like like I said, this could have been this could be a six month thing. I mean, we could talk about your Dallas Cowboys for probably another hour here. Oh yeah, that, that's its own show. <laughs> yeah, but, but we won't. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great year. I feel good about things in Green Bay. I'm sure after your win yesterday, you're feeling good about Dallas. So far, uh, so good. Yeah, yeah, one game in, feeling like for yeah, right, right. hey, we're hey, all in the playoffs for for. Uh, <laughs> Like three and a half days, I got to say, um, I don't know if you know this, but the Green Bay Packers are the best team in football. Uh, right, they, exactly. I, I don't, there's no comparison. And the Bears were the worst. So I, you know, I was right with the world. But I, when you talk about that crab analogy, and I think it's a great one, getting out and there are that group of crabs that are still down in that hole and and, and maybe some are trying to, to get out and maybe some are just fine being on the bottom, dragging you back down. If you're that crab that gets out, one of the biggest challenges that you're going to have to face is in the back of your mind, always knowing that that group of crabs is back there. And as soon as you want to fall back in, they will take you back with open crab hands (laughs) and, and they will, they will bring you, you'll be welcome back to the party. Hey man, we missed you. Remember when you were fun Remember when we used to do stuff and it was, it was great. We just sat around and did nothing. It was awesome. They, that group from whatever you're trying to crawl out of and crawl towards There'll be several holes that you could fall easily back into with a group that are just like, you know what? You're out there, and I bet it I bet it sucks to get up early. I bet it sucks to go right. I bet it sucks to have to write something down. Don't you feel weird when you are looking in the mirror and you have all these post-it notes all around your head and you're yeah. saying all these stupid things to yourself? Come come back. We don't do none of that stuff. Don't, come on back to the hole. It's fun down here. When you start to get towards the group of crabs that's ahead of you, and you start to kind of make pace with them and everybody's like, Hey, new guy. Yeah. You know, and they're all, they're all clawing in the same direction. Maybe that's the group we need to start looking at. Like, Hey, this, you know, Oh, that guy up there. How, how did he get that far? Let me learn something more. Let me try to, you know, you know, crawl a little harder to get towards where that person is. There's always somebody that for the, I can't and the, I struggle with, and I'm going to get theirs find people that have done it because there, there are so, there are so many stories about people. I came from nothing and now I have this. Well, I can't do that. Well, clearly it can be done. You know, nobody can run a four minute mile and under four minutes. That that will never be, it was done. And then the record was broken a couple of weeks later. It can be done. Find the path. It may not be as easy for you. It may be a little easier for you than that person, but there are ways to get to whatever direction you're trying to go. Absolutely. And and I agree with that. As, as you start to make those moves, find those people. If you're the you're the smartest, fittest, richest, most positive person in your group, you're in the wrong group. Right. And I never want to be the leader of everything in my circles. And so I've had to continue to seek out new circles. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. Those people that challenge me to raise my game. And the again, the last, you know, like as we said, wrapping this up, going into long-term success. When I found people that I was able to chase, that were willing to mentor me, and then even if I was just getting started, I was all of a sudden just a couple steps ahead of other people. And so I started mentoring others mm-hmm. in the beginning of my weight loss, in the beginning of my you know, entrepreneurial journey, even though if I wasn't making a ton of money yet, or if I wouldn't hadn't lost a lot of weight, if I've lost five pounds or I've made $5 or you know whatever analogy you want to use, well, I'm a superhero to the person on their couch that's just been thinking about trying to make five dollars right. or lose five pounds. Mm-hmm. And so that combo of being taught, activating, and being willing to teach the person that's just a couple steps behind me has really what's kept me going all these years. Coach Jimmy, he kind of covers it all. Kind of just does it all. Where can people, if they want to reach out to you for for 
inspiration for questions, you know, for maybe they're looking to get off of that couch. Maybe they're looking to make that career change. Maybe they're looking for something to kind of clear that fog, learn about your morning routine. Where can they find out all the information about you? Absolutely. The one thing I love to give to everybody is thank you for listening is I'd love to give you a copy of my morning routine and you can find that at productivebook.com productivebook.com. It's a quick download. You can keep it on your phone. You don't have to follow exactly my morning routine, but it can give you some ideas. And then uh, I'm the coach Jimmy everywhere on social media. Please reach out, DM, send me a message. I answer all my own stuff. I'd be happy to help. Jimmy, thank you so much for the time, brother. And the words, I mean, I, I'm moved and I'm, I'm glad we had a chance to to reconnect and let's, uh, let's get you back on the next couple of weeks. Um, there's so much where we can talk about as we get towards fall. This is, you know, and I'm not sure if you guys have fall in Texas. It's this, it's this season where um, <laughs> right now it's still a hundred degrees here, but I've heard uh, of it. Wisconsin, uh, where it's we don't even really call it fall. We call it it could snow tomorrow month. Pre-winter, you, yeah. Yeah, we don't really know. Like the shovel, like we still have a rake and a shovel, and we still have the lawnmower out. It's a weird transitional period up here. But nice. but you know, understanding and that that becomes a part of it too is understanding where you're at and the challenges you're going to face. If you want to run and be a runner and you want to live in Wisconsin and you don't want to run in snow, you're going to have to find some alternative ways or bundle up. Yep. So we have plenty more we can talk about. So let's get you back on soon. I'd love to thank you for the time and I would love to be on any other time. Awesome. Jimmy, stay in touch, brother. Be well. Will do. Thank you.